Hello, this is Steve Kaufman, and today I have a special guest. It is Stephanie Kostadinova, who is originally, in fact, is now living in Bulgaria, but has traveled to many countries, and we are going to talk about, and has a, a background, I should say, academic background in language learning. And so we're going to talk about language learning. But remember, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe, click on the bell for notifications. If you follow me on a podcast service, please leave a comment. So, Stephanie, hello, good morning, at least in my time zone. Hi. Hi, Steve. It's great to be here on your channel. Could you, Stephanie, give us a brief introduction to you and, and your activities as, as it concerns learning languages? Yeah, I have been into learning languages for a very long time. And I actually grew up in a monolingual household, surrounded by a lot of dialects, uh, which is normal in Bulgaria, but truly just one language at home and not really much that I would hear outside of my home. So for me, it was a journey that was about the love of languages. And I liked it even at school where, you know, I often argue that it's not the best way to learn the way that is presented at school, but I enjoyed it even then. And I would always do these outside activities, you know, outside of school and, you know, a lot of getting a lot of input into language learning. And for me, it was really Spanish that opened the floodgates because with Spanish, which was not available at my school at the time, and I really wanted to learn. And with that language, I figured out, you know, how to learn by myself and everything. And from then on, I added more and more languages as I find it fascinating. And, um, you know, a number of things that you said there are quite interesting. One is that you grew up in a monolingual family. Right. Uh, and I remember, I remember I was at a polyglot conference in Montreal and talking to 600 people. And I said, how many people here grew up in a, uh, grew up in a family that had more than one language? And practically no one put their hand up. So the myth that you have to be raised in a multilingual family, it's simply not true. It can be a positive factor, but it's certainly mm. not necessary. Uh, yeah. The second thing is Bulgaria, you say a lot of different dialects. So mm -hmm. How different are these dialects from each other? Are they still Bulgarian or are they different sort of Slavic languages? Right. So they are, they're still Bulgarian, or at least that's how they're classified by linguists. But if, mm -hmm. if somebody from the eastern part of the country, like closer to the Black Sea or something, goes to the southwest, for example, and like especially in villages where the dialects are very mm -hmm. strong, chances are they're not going to be able to understand much. So oh, really? I really... It, it's, I do think it's uh, the same language, but, you know, sometimes we don't understand each other if we are speaking in dialects. Yeah. So, and, and of course, Macedonian, of course, is a separate language, right? But it has some similarity with Bulgarian. Is there sort of a gradual transition mm -hmm. from Bulgarian to Macedonian and then from Macedonian to, say, Serbian? Is there a, a, a gradual... Uh, progression there or are they all distinct? Yeah, so with Macedonian and there's a whole lot of political issue there. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to kind of skate around that as, as well as I can and not really get too involved into that. But um, generally, linguists disagree. Um, there's quite a lot of, you know, some say that Many actually say that it is really the same language, kind of part of a dialect uh -huh. continuum, the way that Norwegian mm -hmm. and Swedish would be in Danish, maybe. Um, so mm -hmm. it's kind of a dialect continuum between Macedonian and Bulgarian. And most linguists say that. And of course, 
there's a lot of like other views which are mainly driven by politics and again i don't want to touch that um but really it depends where you are from i would say like what part of bulgaria you're from because um mm. for example there is actually a region in bulgaria that's called macedonia um as right. well as in greece of course but in greece they mostly yes. speak greek and the region of mm -hmm. bulgaria that's called macedonia and what in the republic of macedonia is spoken uh, there's like quite a lot of similarity there obviously right. in in towns and cities not so much but in villages it's like they speak almost right. the same way mm -hmm. um but if you look at northeast bulgaria they wouldn't be able to understand macedonian very well just right. because they're okay. much further away from the border so right. it kind of yeah the dialects really play uh, into mm -hmm. question there but and with serbian because you mentioned serbian as well I would mm. say that Macedonian, as in like what is spoken in um, the country of Macedonia, perhaps borrows a lot from Serbian, I would, I would say. So there's okay. that interesting uh, kind of dynamic that's happening. And yeah, it's mm -hmm. certainly quite a lot of exchange. So, mm. Yes. And you know, it's interesting because in French, the mixed vegetable dish is called Macedoine. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. And this I refers think. to the mm. fact that there's such a variety of languages spoken mm. in the Balkans, I guess. I don't yeah. know. So from a background of all these different languages and dialects, you decided to go out and learn other languages. Can you tell us how many languages you speak and what was your experience on your path towards learning these languages? Yeah, so for me, I, I always distinguish between two things, like how many I speak and how many I learn. Um, mm -hmm. and good, I, good advice, yes. <laughs> yeah, I usually, I say currently that I speak eight and for me it's speak kind of, I kind of feel comfortable to say I speak a language at around the intermediate level. Uh, when mm -hmm. I'm a beginner, Agreed. I don't feel comfortable. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's, I would say that out of those, I would, I'm fluent in five and intermediate in three. And I study mm -hmm. a couple of more currently, Persian and Russian, but I don't say I speak mm -hmm. them because they're just mm -hmm. in very beginning stages. Although Russian is weird because I've always been able to understand it just by virtue of being mm -hmm. Slavic, but not really speak it. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's always been- Which are the five? Which are the mm -hmm. five? The, the yeah. Comfortable? Yeah, so obviously my native one and English and um, then Spanish, Portuguese and Italian. Yeah, mm -hmm. very focused on the romance and, group. <laughs> and the three intermediate languages? French, German and Greek. Aha, yeah. <laughs> Greek, Elenica, very good. Yeah. Uh, first, let me tell you that your use of English to me is, is a model of how people should speak in another language. No one Thank would you. think that you are a native speaker uh, because there's a trace mm -hmm. of an unidentifiable something accent that says you're not a native speaker. Yep. However, your use of phrasing, your use of words is 100% native. Not only native, but at a higher level than many, many natives. And I've always you. said, you know, people strive to be, you know, mistaken for a native. Forget it. You're not going to achieve that. Right. Focus instead on, on using words you know, in a, in a economical, intelligent, accurate, uh, elegant way. And if mm -hmm. you do those things and you pull it off with a slight accent, in fact, it sounds better than if you try to not have an accent, but you can't w use words properly. I think that should be the model. 
when we learn a foreign right. language to speak English the way you speak English. Very yeah. impressed. Very impressed. Thank you. And Thanks so much for the kind words. And actually, no, just no, to no. add uh, something quick here, I, I've never been yeah. concerned with accents, which, um, yeah, it's just never bothered me. And also, I think it really depends on kind of how your mouth moves. It's really weird, but you know, when you're, when your mouth is moving a certain way, thanks to your native language, and sometimes it mm -hmm. picks up easier some accents than others. And I've noticed right. from day one, I had a really good accent in Greek, better than mm -hmm. my English accent, but my mm -hmm. Greek is much worse than my English. So <laughs> there, there's I, that. I would think too, I, I think the, uh, particularly the vowels, I would imagine, mm -hmm. like Greek has very standard vowel sounds like Spanish, Greek, and yeah. I presume Bulgarian and yeah. English, uh, like uh, Swedish, uh, there's a lot of diphthongy or Portuguese mm -hmm. diphthongy type sounds that are more different. So it's going to be more yeah. difficult to, to, to hit those. Um, mm -hmm. Where did, did you study abroad or how did you go about learning these languages? Yeah, so I did uh, study abroad in mm -hmm. in the U.S. I, I did mm -hmm. a year in the U.S. when I was um, 11th grade and then mm -hmm. I also I went to an American university here in Bulgaria and then after that, you know, where the American university here teaches entirely in English. And then mm -hmm. after that, I got my master's degree in the U.S. again, which was another two years. In and what subject? In business. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, uh, I've lived in the U.S. quite for quite a while, um, but... Mm -hmm. The other languages that I learned, I really learned kind of before I went to the respective countries. So mm -hmm. I did an internship in Germany back in the day, but I learned German before that. Um, I worked right. in Spain for a year, but I learned Spanish before I went to Spain. So I wouldn't mm -hmm. say that travel is the key to my language learning. Definitely not. But I think that right. it must have certainly helped with English back in the day in high school, I guess. But yeah, it was mm -hmm. always for me, learn the language before you land. That's, that's just how yeah. my life turned out. Not that there's anything wrong with doing it the other way around, but in no, my case... Your way, um, your way is so much better yeah. because you arrive, you hit the ground running, you can make friends with the locals, you can really yeah. build on it. If you arrive hoping that just by being there, you're going to learn the language, I think you're in most cases going to be disappointed. You yeah. basically settle into a pattern of living with other expats and speaking English the mm -hmm. whole time. So, not a good. Just yeah. curious, I would imagine that your pronunciation in Spanish is very good as well. You mentioned mm, Greek. Yeah, yeah and, I would say uh, better is, than in English. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure, and and better than your German. Even better. I'm talking pronunciation. Right. And maybe your German. Maybe you're more fluent in German. I don't know, but because of the point that you made about the similarity of of pronunciation. Mm -hmm. I would imagine yeah. that you would find Spanish pronunciation more natural to you. Yes, yes, yeah. very much so. Spanish, okay. much more natural than French, much more natural than German. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and so what do you do now in, in Bulgaria? I work for a tech company. I do strategy mm -hmm. for them. And then at the same time, I do this on YouTube where you know I make videos and I try to, I sometimes uh, work as a language coach, so I kind of mm -hmm. have two careers going on at the moment. Okay, we will leave a link to your channel. Uh, tell us the name of your channel. It's called Polyglot Secrets. Polyglot Secrets, yeah. and we leave a yeah. link and people should go there. And do you speak in English or do you speak in a variety of languages? 
I speak mostly in English. I do have mm -hmm. um, a video in which I speak in all the languages uh, that I know. And then I also have videos with other polyglots where I've spoken other languages, but it's mostly mm -hmm. in English because I feel like I can get it to more people that way. You know, I can share what I know with like a broader audience. And the people who watch your channel, are they watching your channel to improve their English? Are they watching your channel for hints on how to learn languages better? And where are they from mm -hmm. mostly? Yeah. So the people who watch my channel, I believe most of them watch to just in general to learn how to improve language learning. Mm -hmm. And actually the biggest number of people that watch my channel are from the US. Mm -hmm. And then there's a few other countries, of course, Bulgaria, the UK, Brazil, and Germany. Those are my mm -hmm. biggest geographies. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have, I've come across people that I think are interested in improving their English because I sometimes get comments such as, can you please speak more slowly? Um, oh, yeah. You know, so I'm guessing that there's also uh, that kind of audience as I sometimes get those comments. But yeah, in general, I think like I've tried to make my channel mostly about sharing my experience and, you know, mm -hmm. dispelling some myths. And it's, so I think it's mostly people that are interested in knowing how to learn languages. I mean, I think that's super. Uh, I think the world of, of people like you and, and like me uh, making videos about language learning and, and even, you know, English is the one language where you really have to get used to how people speak who are from mm. different areas of the world. Uh, if you can yeah. learn French, you're going to either listen to a French person or someone from Quebec, or if you can learn Portuguese, you're going to listen to someone from Portugal or Brazil and so forth and so on. Mm. But with English, you have to get used to understanding people from India, from Singapore, from Australia, from, yeah. you know, uh, uh, from Bulgaria, from everywhere. Not that you have a pronounced, uh, you know, Bulgarian accent, but I think it's important that people like you uh, make these videos. People watch them to, you know, to get a better, you know, sense of how to learn languages. But also, I'm sure many people from Brazil, you mentioned, or other countries, Bulgaria, will also be using these videos to improve their English. So we're part of the yeah. same community. Uh, the world of language learning has changed. And uh, thank you for joining me here today. And uh, hopefully we will inspire more people to do the same. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan and I am honored to have been on your channel, Steve. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Bye for now.